Hey, fam. Hello, hello, hello. Family, we are going to do a series. And this series is titled, you already see it, but I'm going to say it. It's titled, Knowing Your Word. Knowing Your Worth. Okay? Whoo, child. Do I got a story to tell about knowing your worth? But, nonetheless, we just going to invite the Holy Spirit in. All of you, Lord, and none of me, Jesus, I surrender and I submit my vessel to you, Father God. And that is in Jesus' name that I submit to you, Lord. Amen. Okay? Family, I'm the type break out in prayer and you didn't even know I was about to start praying. That's me, okay? But I, I had to come here and I had to talk to you, sis. I had to talk to you. If this you, if this word ain't for you, I'm pretty sure you know somebody that this word is for. Send it to him. Tell him it's a banger. Thank you. So, let me tell you something. It is nothing more humiliating than to pour into, and I'm we we talking about a man right now, okay? But it could be any dead situation, any dead relationship. Is nothing worse than pouring into a dead relation? It's not even a relationship. It's, it's a situationship. It's not. It, 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 Lord, use me, Father, because I want to articulate this the right way. It's nothing worse than pouring into something that was never real to get something that's your all that's only I wish it could be like this type situation I wish that you would want me I wish you cared about me the way I cared about you I wish you loved me like I loved you it's nothing worse than that it's nothing worse than you playing a whole wife for somebody to turn around and say, but we not even together when he outdoing him. It's nothing worse than that. And I'm going to see, I'm not going to sit here and be bitter towards you. I'm going to bring men to you out of the Bible that, that will show you what a true man of God is like. And over this series, we are going to go there. Okay. We're all going to go there because it's all about Jesus it's all about knowing him. And when you walk with him, you start to look at things differently, okay? As I told you before, your sis right here done been a few places, and she done seen a couple faces, and it's nothing worse than trying to prove that you are her to somebody who will never see you that way. Never. Let me tell you something. We was just, we just had, um like, people that I have, like, a Bible study with, we had all went out and watched Chosen, and we came back to my house, and we ate, and, you know, we fellowshiped with each other, and, you know, it was, it was a good day, and me and one of the ladies that was there, we was talking about, like, how that when a man just can um, treat you like nothing, when he know he can keep coming back and dogging you out and he knows you're going to be there, sis, it don't matter how long you hold him down for, he's never going to take you seriously. You're never going to be the woman that you think that, that, that he'll see in you. You'll never be that to him. You know why? Because he's already devalued you. He's already chalked you up as worthless. The only time he's going to realize who you are is when it's too late. 
And that's the best advice that I can give you. The only time he's going to see what you were worth is when it's too late. When it's too late. When it's the, oh, he's seeing your wedding pictures. That's how he's going to know you were serious. When he calls and that phone goes, when that phone goes, that's when he's going to know you were serious. When he go to look at your, your, your uh, go send you a DM and he see he blocked, that's how he's going to know you're serious. When he show up at your door and you don't even answer, but he see your car in the driveway, that's when he knows that you're serious. Not playing childish games, not going tit for tat, not cheating because he cheated, not sitting here trying to make him jealous, not sitting here and talking to multiple people, not sitting here and and trying to make it seem like you talking to somebody else. Playing them games is not going to get you what you want. It's only wasting your time. Can you sis? Can I add some time to your life right now? Can I can I can I turn you away from that that broad path of destruction that you were on? And can I direct you to the narrow path? Let me tell you something. I used to think people was frauding when they was like, "I'm good with just a me and God." I used to be like, they lying, because how don't you want no man? But I'm here to tell you as a fellow person, a fellow woman, who was like, you're definitely tripping. Like, you're not just good with you and God. You're lying. It, it's never like that. No, it's the truth. I Listen, the Lord has came into my heart and did a good work within me, and I am content. I know that I am content in him. Do you hear me? I don't wake up in the morning obsessing over, oh my goodness, I'm single. I'm about to be hitting 30 and I'm not married. And did it. I don't do that because I know the king of kings. And he know me. He called me by name. You feel me? <laughs> he tell me I'm chosen. And I'm here to tell you that the Lord will do that for you too. If you give Jesus the same time that you give these men that are dogging you out, if you give Jesus that time, he will change you. The glory will be dripping off of you. Okay? You won't be waking up in the morning smelling like redemption. People going to be like, oh, what perfume you got on? You be like, that ain't no perfume. That's the Lord. That's this redemption over my life. They going to smell the redemption on you. Okay? But you, you got to just give God the time. You know, he'll meet you where you at. If it's okay, I'm going to read one chapter and meditate on that one chapter all day. I'm going to meditate on this one word all day. I'm going to meditate on this one verse all day. The Lord sees it. He'll honor that. If you are coming to him wholeheartedly, he will honor it. He's going to meet you where you're at. Stop being in these situations that's devaluing you. I know how it feels to be pouring your all into a situation, into an entanglement, just for somebody, that same person to turn back and be like, we're not together. What you tripping for? We ain't even together. Ooh. Mm, 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 mm. Let me tell you something. <laughs> My God, good. Because that, that, I ain't even irk like I used to be irked. I just laugh because... <laughs> Listen, my God, good. That's why I laugh because it's just. (laughs) 
if they only knew, right? If they only knew. And that's what I need you to understand. If they only knew who you was, they wouldn't do you like you were being done. You are hidden. Do you hear me? You are a hidden gem. You are hidden. And they they don't know who you are. They don't know. It's the same thing with Jesus. If they knew who he was, they wouldn't have nailed him to the cross. But God hid Jesus from them to fulfill the prophecies. You understand? Like, they will not, they're not going to know who you are because God has you hidden. They're not going to see it. Yes, God sees you're pulling your all into it. But the Lord is saying, come be healed. Allow me to heal you. And I will bring you to the man I've made for you. You are already a rib. You don't have to settle. That's one thing. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. If I wasn't a person that would settle. Oh, now listen. Lord, help me word this the best way possible, Father God. What I'm about to say. Family, I would be with, I would talk to people, right? That like in the beginning, I didn't even like them. Like I wasn't attracted to them at all. Like, was not attracted, friend-zoned you. But I allowed desperation to get in my way. I allowed just to be able to say, oh, I'm talking to somebody to, to fill my mind. I allowed myself to be deceived by those things and settled. And then, and oh gosh, it's nothing worse than when somebody you settle for try to play you out. It's even worse because you're like, I didn't even like you from the rip. <laughs> I was just desperate. Like, yo, can we talk about it today? Can we be real about this today? Because yes, it's going to be real. I'm going to be real. But like, it's just this, uh, it's just this, this peace that God has given me. And I know that. God got my husband right where he got him at. And he got me right where he got me at. And I know that my husband is going to be curving with every female because he is son of God. So he know that that ain't bone of his bone. He going, I know that when my husband sees me, he going to say bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. And all I got to do is just show up. And family, that's what I need you to understand. Your husband will see you and he going to be like, at last, I have looked all over and nothing was you. There was many virtuous and capable women, but you have surpassed them all. That is what your husband's going to say about you. And there's no settling involved. Because you're going to know, that's it. That's him right there. That's him. Listen, let me talk. Let me talk to you. So, you know, we got to start at Genesis. We're going to start at Genesis, okay? And I'm just giving you some scriptures to... um. For you to start chewing on, okay? For you to start chewing on. And then... Um... <laughs> my aunt just texted me. She's so cute. Um... <laughs> I, um... What was about to say? I'm sorry. That, th- that threw me off. Uh, Genesis chapter 2, verse 23. I'm going to give you some verses just to chew off of. 
and then um we're going we're going we're going to keep the series going okay we're going to just keep on pulling out these scriptures to build you up spiritually because you do not have to settle let me here to tell you something the spirit of the sovereign lord is upon me and i'm here because he anointed me to tell you that it's the time of his favor his favor is here and you don't gotta settle when it's the lord's favor do you hear me you don't gotta settle the lord said he doing top shelf only he only doing the top shelf for you okay Okay. And when I say top shelf, I just mean the best. Don't go all worldly with me. I mean the best. Okay. Ain't nothing over here. Ain't nothing oh ain't nothing in your land gotta be a compromise. So don't you compromise, okay? Um mm, let's go below a higher. And it says Verse 20. So Genesis 2, verse 20. He gave names to all the livestock, all the birds of the sky, and all the wild animals. But still, there was no helper just right for him. Mm. So the Lord God, God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. While the man slept, the Lord God took out one of the man's ribs and closed up the opening. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib, and he brought her to the man. Mm-hmm. So the Lord went deep within Adam and pulled out Eve. At last, the man exclaimed, This one is bone from my bone and flesh from my flesh. She will be called woman because she can't, She was taken from man. This explains why a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife. And the two are united into one. Now the man and his wife were both naked, but they felt no shame. Okay. If that man got you feeling shame, that ain't Adam. Okay. That ain't him. And I don't even want to say Adam because Adam don't fail. But you get what I'm saying? Like, that ain't it. At least Adam, he did fall, but at least Adam knew one right thing. He knew that Eve was it. Okay. He was, he he knew. <laughs> he knew. He understood that part. He was still in alignment with the Lord on that part. Eve was it. And let me tell you something. A son of God knows. A son of God knows who you are. Okay? He has the spirit of the living God, the true and living God inside of him. He will know and he's going to understand the assignment. He's not going to be confused. He's not going to tell you to go with the flow. He's not going to see, oh, let's just chill and see where it goes. He's not going to do those things because he understands he's on an assignment. Okay? He might be praying to the Lord for some confirmation, but that's because he wants to be led by the Lord. But he ain't got time to play because he knows that what he knows that the Lord has told him what he needed to get done. Okay. Let's go because I'm 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 gonna do these things out of order. Let's go to Ruth. And let's go to chapter three. And this is where Ruth met Boaz at the threshing floor. And let's go to verse 18. Um so she she Ruth was telling her mother in law what happened when she went to um 
That's why she in Florida go talk to Boaz because you know she was shooting her shy with Boaz because she was like, listen, I'm about to go lay at his feet because listen, <laughs> I need to be redeemed and you looking like the redeemer to me. I heard you was the redeemer and I need to be redeemed. That's that's what Ruth was on, but she she was she wasn't like that. She wasn't all you know masculine about it, but she she did what she needed to do. Okay, she presented herself. That's it. Same thing Eve did. She just presented herself. You just got to show up. That's it. You don't got to show up naked. You don't You don't got to show up trying to uh, buy his love. You don't got to show up trying to prove yourself by playing wife to somebody that won't even say you're their girlfriend out loud. Okay, girl. Oh, my gosh. I got some stories to tell. Because we overcoming over here, okay? I got me some stories to tell. And we will have a good laugh. Because I'm at the point where I can laugh about what happened to me. Because <laughs> I got the last laugh. That's why. That's why I can laugh. Because the Lord that gave me the last laugh. <laughs> it wasn't funny when stuff was happening. But now I'm in a season where, listen, it's a shame. Okay, so let's go to verse 18. Then Naomi said to her, just be patient, my daughter. Until we hear what happens, the man won't rest until he has settled things today. When a son of God sees his bone of his bone, his flesh of his flesh, he's not going to be able to rest until he does what he needs to do. He is not going to be able to play games with you. Because he's not going to have us. He's going to know what the Lord told him. Okay? Like, okay. I'm good for this, right? I'm good for the Lord to show me something in my land. And I'm like, Lord, I need confirmation. <laughs> and the Lord will give me confirmation. And I'll be like, all right, well, I need another one. And he give me another one. And I'll be like, Lord, I need another one. And then he give me another one. I'm telling you, that's me. But, like, for real, for real, you really know. Like, Lord, I know it. I know. But it's just, it seems so good that it can't be true. You know what I'm talking about? And that's how you're going to be about your husband. Your husband, he's going to be like, that's too good for it to be true. And that's why he just, he wants to make sure. Okay? But he's not going to be playing with you. He's not going to want your body and then just be out in these streets treating you like you're nothing. He is going to, like, um, he's going to have this deep love for you. It's going to be this deep love. There's going to be this unconditional love that you've never experienced before. It's going to be a commitment that you never knew could even exist. Okay. It, it's it's different. This the what God is bringing together is different. And that's what the Lord sent me here to tell you don't compromise this. Remember we was talking about Jacob and Esau. And I was like some of you are about to give up your birthright for some stew. Don't give up your birthright for for just to be able to say you with somebody. Don't get into a relationship. Don't get into an engagement and you got that conviction in your heart that that's really not it. Don't do that, sis. Don't do that. That conviction's there for a purpose. Because God is saying don't compromise. He said he said don't don't compromise. He has been showing you signs that that's not it. 
and you've been trying to disregard them. You've been trying to make excuses for what he has shown you. But the Lord said, believe what I've shown you because this is only the beginning. That's only the start if you choose to go down that road. Okay. Um, let's go to Genesis 29. Um, um, what I'm trying to Hold on, I'm trying to find the right verse. I know I got quiet, but I'm trying to find the right words. But I'm thinking... I'm thinking that I want to start... All right, let's just, let's just start at the top. Then Jacob hurried on, finally arriving in the land of East... He saw a well in the distance, three flies of sheep and goats lay in an open field beside it, waiting to be watered. But a heavy stone covered the mouth of the well. It was the it was the custom there to wait for all the flocks to arrive before removing the stone and watering the animals. Afterward, the stone would be placed back over the mouth of the well. Jacob went over to the shepherds and asked, Where are you from, my friends? We are from Haran, they asked. Do you know how know a man there named Lebian, the grandson of Naor? He asked. Yes, we do, they replied. Is he doing well? Jacob asked. Yes, he's well, they answered. Look here, look, here comes his daughter Rachel with the flock now. Jacob said, look, it is still broad daylight. Too, too early to round up the animals. Why don't you water the sheep and goats so they can get back out to pasture? We can't water the animals until all the flocks have arrived, they replied. Then the shepherds moved the stone from the mouth of the well, and we wa- and we water all the sheep and goats. Jacob was still talking with them when Rachel arrived with her father's flock, for she was a shepherd. And because Rachel was his cousin, the daughter of Levian, his mother's brother, and because the sheep and goats belonged to his uncle Levian, Jacob went over to the well and moved the stone from the mouth and watered his uncle's flocks. Then Jacob kissed Rachel and he wept aloud. He explained to Rachel that he was her cousin on her father's side, the son of her aunt Rebecca. So Rachel quickly ran and told her father Levian. As soon as Lebanon heard that his nephew Jacob had arrived, he ran out to meet him. He embraced and kissed him and brought him home. When Jacob had told him his story, Lebanon exclaimed, You really are my own flesh and blood. After Jacob had stayed with Lebanon for about a month, Lebanon said to him, You shouldn't work for me without pay just because we are relatives. Tell me how much your wages should be. Now, Lebanon had two daughters. The older daughter was named Leah and the young one, was Rachel. There was no sparkle in Leah's eyes, but Rachel had a beautiful figure and a lovely face. 
since Jacob was in love with Rachel, he told her father, I'll work for you for you for seven years if you'll give me Rachel, your younger daughter, as my wife. Agreed, Olivia replied. I'd rather give her to you than to anyone else. Stay and work with me. So Jacob worked seven years to pay for Rachel, but his love for her was so strong that it seemed to him but a few days. Hold up, child. Do you hear his love was so strong. He worked for Rachel for seven years. He worked to, to get her hand in marriage for seven years. And it's that his love was so strong, it only felt like a couple of days. That's what the Lord is bringing to you. Do you understand? He is bringing a man to you that is willing to go to bed. He is willing to treat you like the queen you are. He is willing to go... The, the the miles for you, okay? He 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 ready to go the distance for you. He is ready to do all that needs to be done to get you. Don't choose to sis. Do not settle, okay? He is ready. He when he sees you, is nothing he's not gonna do to be able to say you are his wife, okay? And you're going to know it in your heart because you're going to, the God's going to give you that feeling like this is him. That's him. That's him. And you're going to be, you're going to try to fight it because you know some of you had not swore it off. You know, Lord, I've been waiting too long. I don't even think it's happening. But the Lord, he said, I'm about to show you. I'm about to reveal to you all that I have kept for you. All that has been secret. I'm getting ready to make known, says the Lord. Oh, my gosh. It said, but his love for her was so strong that it seemed to him but a few days. He was out working in that field, child, just to marry her. He was out in that heat. You know, he was out there sweating. Polly was thirsty, hungry, doing all he had to do because all he had was Rachel on his mind for seven years. Do you hear how persistent that is? Child, I know some of the people I've talked to, gotten situations and entanglements with, couldn't even, I couldn't keep their interest for seven seconds. <laughs> Can I talk about it? Couldn't even keep their interest peak for seven minutes. They was not, They would have been one to the next. I worked seven years for you? Mm-mm. But Jacob was willing to work. Do you understand how long that is? Do you understand how long seven years is? Child. And the Lord said he got a man with a heart like that for you. Now he might not have to work for you for seven years. But he is willing to put in the work with you. He's not going to turn his back when he's not going to give up on you. He's not going to be like, oh, this is too hard. When he sees, when he sees that, okay, he's, because when you, when the Lord joins this together, it's the next step of healing that's going to happen. Because you're going to begin to get healed from things that you didn't even realize you needed healing from. He's, this man is going to change your mindset in ways that you didn't even know your mind needed to be changed. You thought that your mind was good. You thought everything was good. But he is about to change the way you think. Okay? Believe that. Believe that, sis. Believe it.
Okay, believe it in Jesus, then believe it. Um, finally, the time came from him for him to marry her. I have fulfilled my agreement, Jacob said to Libyan. Now give me my wife so I can sleep with her. So Libyan invited everyone in the neighborhood and prepared a wedding feast. But that night when it was dark, Libyan took Leah to Jacob and he slept with her. Libyan had given Leah a servant, Zipla, Zipla to be her maid but when jacob woke up in the morning it was leah what have you done to me jacob raged at Lebian. i worked for seven years for rachel why have you tricked me it's not our custom here to marry off a younger daughter ahead of the firstborn Lebian replied but wait until the bridal week is over then you'll get then we'll give you rachel too we'll give you rachel too provided Provided you promise to work another seven years for me. So Jacob agreed to work seven more years. Child. He, he done worked 14 years. Okay, sis, I need you to understand, right? Because the Lord, when he, when I'm bringing you this word, the Lord is bringing to me what he is intending to do in your life. And he he's bringing you a man, after his heart that is willing to put in the time to redeem you he is willing to put in the time to love you to care about you to make sure that you get healing to to give you the praise that you need to hear he is here to get he is a part of the beauty for your ashes this man worked 14 years just to be able to say, I got Rachel as my wife. Listen. So, okay. A week later, Jacob had married Leah. Lebian gave him Rachel too. Lebian gave Rachel a servant, Bilha, to be her maid. So Jacob slept with Rachel too, and he loved her so much. More than Leah, he then stayed and worked for Lebian the additional seven years. Then Jacob has a plethora of kids. When the Lord saw that Leah was unloved, he enabled her to have children, but Rachel could not conceive. So Leah became pregnant and gave birth to a son. She named him Reuben, for she said, the Lord has noticed my misery, and now my husband will love me. She soon became pregnant again and gave birth to another son. She named him Simeon. For she she said, the Lord heard that I was unloved and has given me another son. Then she became pregnant a third time and gave birth to another son. He was named Levi. For she said, surely this time my husband will feel affection for me since I have given him three sons. Once again, Leah became pregnant and gave birth to another son. She named him Judah. For she said, now I will praise the Lord. And then she stopped having children. Okay, I, some of you are being Leah's, okay, and you are in situations where you are hoping that this man can see who you are, and it's just, it's just making the wound and the pain and the hurt that you have worse. It makes you need more healing because each time you get rejected, it does something within you and it, it breaks another part of you. 
Know your worth, sis. Know your worth. Doing the same thing over and over and over again is the definition to insanity when you're expecting the same outcome. Well, when you're doing something over and over and over and over and over again and you're like getting the same outcome and it's like you're doing the same thing over and over and over and over and over again. Nothing's changing. You get what I'm saying? Like a hamster on a hamster wheel. A hamster will be getting on a hamster wheel, but they're not going anywhere. Sis, get off the wheel. Get off the wheel. Let me tell you something. I used to be on that that wheel getting it myself. I used to be on that wheel out. Okay? I'll be on that wheel hitting track star until the Lord sat me down. Okay? He sat me down. It was like, daughter, you was worth my bloodshed. You were worth my life. I ransomed you with my blood. And I was like, well, something in me must be good if you're willing to do all that. (laughs) And once he started to begin to teach me what I, who I truly was and how valuable I am to his kingdom. I no longer wanted to go on the wheel anymore because I just realized that wheel is there to just tire me out. That wheel was just sent there to make me tired and make me want to go lay down and give up. But when I hopped off the wheel and I began to walk around the cage and see, oh, well, all these other things is here. I was able to start seeing things differently. I wasn't giving my energy to people. Are you catching me? I wasn't I wasn't allowing people to take my energy and then leave me with their negativity. I didn't let people take parts of me anymore just to make themselves feel better. You know? It's a good thing. It's a good feeling. It's a good feeling when the Lord brings you to that to that good place, okay? Um, all we got to talk about Esther, Esther, let's go to Esther, Esther 2 and 17. I love the book of Esther, y'all. Because, like, uh, Esther is just, like, it just shows you how the Lord is just so good. He's so wise when you just read Esther, how he just had everything orchestrated and set up, you know, for such a time as that. what I say? Verse 17. Okay, let's go a little higher. Let's go to verse 16. Okay, let's go to verse 16. Esther was taken to King Xerxes at the royal palace in early winter of the 17th year of his reign. And the king loved Esther more than any of the other young girls. He was so delighted with her that he set the royal crown on her head and declared her queen instead of Vashti. To celebrate the occasion, he gave a great banquet in Esther's honor for all his nobles and officials declaring a public holiday for the province and giving generous gifts to everyone. Even after all the young women had been transferred to the second harem and Mordecai had become a palace official, Esther continued to keep her family background nationally secret. She was still following Mordecai's directions just as she did when she lived in his home. Listen, the, hold up, hold up. 
he celebrated the fact that he made Esther queen. He gave a great banquet in Esther's honor for all his nobles and officials, declaring a public holiday for the province and giving generous gifts to everyone. He was so in love with Esther. He was like, I'm about, everybody got to come and join. Everybody got to be happy. Everybody got to come and celebrate. And your man is going to honor you like that. Oh my gosh. Please believe you, sis. When I'm telling you that God is sending you something far better than what you are trying to keep around. Let it go. And if you feel like you don't have the strength to let it go, allow God to strengthen you. Say, God, take it from me. If the, Girl, this is a lethal prayer. What I'm about to tell you to pray. This is lethal. I know I told you this before. But you say, God, this ain't for me. Take it. And I'm telling you now, sis, when you get ghosted or when he tells you that he don't want you no more or when, you you know, he just gone, that's basically ghosted. (laughs) He starts treating you cold. Remember, you prayed that. Don't be like me. And you used to pray. I used to pray that prayer. And I didn't understand that God works that quickly that I would get ghosted. And then I would be like, well, what's wrong with me? But it was nothing wrong with me. It was just my father doing what I asked him to do. So, sis, I'm here to tell you. If you don't have the strength to do it, God will do it for you. (laughs) You better clutch your pearls and get ready because he'll do it. He'll do it swiftly. Okay. Okay. Do you understand that Haman was trying to set up the Jews, right? And Esther loved—I mean, Xerxes loves Esther so much that he was—he was willing to impale Haman on the pool he had waiting for Mordecai. He reversed the decree that was sent out. Now, he couldn't change it, but he was able to reverse the decree that was sent out. He saved Esther's people. Okay? Esther had her a man of influence. (laughs) And he was able to shift some things around for her people. You catching that? The Lord is sending some of you men with influence. Well, all of all his sons got some sort of influence. And they're going to shift things around. People around you are going to be blessed because of what this man had, because of this love, the love that this man has for you. It's going to change things with people around you. <laughs> I don't know about y'all, but this word got me excited because I received this for myself in the name of Jesus, okay? Because one thing I won't do is settle for nothing less than what God promised me. Mm-mm. I mean, and my father, we got to understand what's going on. We got to understand it in the spirit and do. Anybody that's not, as soon as the Lord be like, mm-mm, I be like, mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> that ain't it. That's not it. And they get respectfully declined because I'm not settling for nothing less than what he promised me because I already seen it, seen what was less. I've already been there and it's not a good place. And since I don't want you to go there, 
And if you are there, I don't want you to stay there. I want you to come out. I want you to rise. I want you to rise. Um, Lord, is there anything else? Okay, let's go to Proverbs 31 real quick. Proverbs 31. Let's start at verse 10. We can just start the whole thing. Who can find a virtuous and capable wife? She is more precious than rubies. Her husband can trust her and she will greatly enrich his life. She brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. She finds wool and flax and busily spins it. She's like a merchant ship bringing her food from afar. She gets up before dawn to prepare breakfast for her household and to plan the day's work for her serving girls. She goes to inspect a field and buys it. With her earnings, she plants a vineyard. She is energetic and strong, a hard worker. She makes sure her dealings are profitable. Her lamp burns late into the night. Her hands are busy spinning thread with fingers twisting fiber. She extends a helping hand to the poor and opens her arms to the needy. She has no fear of winter for her household, for everyone has warm clothes. She makes her own bedspread. She dresses in fine linen and purple gowns. Her husband is well known at the city gates where he sits with the other civic leaders. She makes belted linen garments and sashes to sell to the merchants. She is clothed with strength and dignity. And she laughs without fear of the future. When she speaks, her words are wise. And she gives instructions with kindness. She carefully watches everything in her household and suffers nothing from laziness. Her children stand and bless her. Her husband praises her. There are many virtuous and capable women in the world. But you surpass them all. Charm is deceptive, and beauty does not last. But a woman who fears the Lord will be greatly praised. Reward her for all she has done. Let her deeds publicly declare her praise. Can I tell you something, sis? You're already a Proverbs 31. God has already deposited that in you, okay? It's already there. You just have to allow God to bring it up to the surface. You got to allow him to prune the branches that bear fruit so they can bear even more fruit. You got to allow him to remove the dead branches. You got to allow him to just do it because it's already in you. And the foundation of it all, the foundation of a Proverbs 31 woman is the fear of the Lord. Is the respect that she has for God. That is what makes her a virtuous woman. It's not that she's just perfect. It's her fear from, for God. It's her respect that she has for him. That is what, what makes it makes her beauty shine. Okay. That's true beauty. I'm telling you. Listen, that's why this was in her beauty. Because we know what true beauty is. It all goes back to the Lord. 
what do you got going on with the Lord? People can see you dripping in the anointing when you spend time in the secret place. People will see the glory. Remember Moses came down off the mountain after he was sitting with the Lord. And they was like, oh my goodness, we can't even look at him. He had to wear the veil over his face because everybody knew he was just with the Lord. And the Lord said, I'll do that for you if you put in the time. I will make it so everyone knows that you are mine. He said, just follow me. Come with me. Come here. Come to the secret place. He says, I stand at the door and I knock. If you let me in, I'll have a meal with you as friends. Mm. You better go eat on there living that, 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 that bread of life. You better drink this living water he's trying to give you. Okay, family, I just want the best for you. I'm going to pray for you, and I'm going to let you go. Holy Spirit, you got my permission to keep going, though, if you want to say anything else to your children, because you know what your children need to hear, Father God. But let's get into prayer. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I'm just coming to you, Father, humbly, and I'm just thanking you, Father, for today. For just being able to come into your presence, Father. For having your breath into my lungs, Lord. I thank you that we even know who you are, Father. I thank you for revealing yourself to each and every one of us, Lord. Father, I'm praying for your child receiving this word, Lord. I'm praying that she does not settle. That she does not compromise. But she stands on your promises, Lord, that she believes what you said, Father, and that she shall be blessed because she believed your words, Lord. Father, I'm praying that you strengthen her, Lord. I'm praying that you encourage her, Father, to keep going down this narrow path, Lord, because we all know it leads to you. It leads to your kingdom, Father God. And I pray that she just keeps going, Father, and not swing to the left or to the right, but just keep going straight down this narrow path, Father. Lord, I'm just praying that your child just comes to the secret place and she begins to drip in your anointing, Father God. That she begins to just manifest into her true self by your word, Lord. Not by the worldly terms, how these worldly people are trying to manifest Jesus. No, but manifest by your word, Father. How your word gives life, as you say in John chapter 1, give life to this child, Father. Lord, allow her to be content in you. Teach her how to be content in you, Jesus, as I can testify that you have did it for me, Father God. Allow her to know that you are enough, God. Show her that you are enough. And anything else that's being added to is it's good, but you are enough, Father. And I just thank you, and I honor you, and I praise you. And it's in the mighty name of Jesus that I pray. Amen. Family, I'm going to let y'all go. This word, 47 minutes. Child, remember I used to drop, I don't know if y'all like been with me from the whole beginning, but I used to drop like hour and some change words, child. But be looking out for part two because we're going to keep going with this series until the Lord is like, okay, let's go somewhere else. So I'm just following him and I pray that you follow him. 
And I love you, sis, so, so, so much. And I want you to know that you are enough. That any man that doesn't see your value is because he can't afford you. You don't see no bums going into the Louis store. You don't see... I don't want to say a bum. Excuse me, father. You don't see people that are homeless going into the... <laughs> I want well, to because I because listen anybody that'll dog you any person that'll call you a man I mean call themselves a man and dog you out they deserve to turn to be called a bum but I mean they can be delivered from being a bum so I retract that because they can be delivered from being a bum but they gotta want it okay like I said so back to how I said it in the beginning you don't see nobody like that going into the the Versace store. Because they can't afford it. So if they treating you wrong, sis, it's because they can't see who you are. They can't afford the real you. God had to hide it from them because they can't really afford you. Okay? Pray for your enemies. Pray for them, but let them go. Okay? So let's say this together. I love you so, 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 so much. But let's say this together. Most importantly, Jesus loves you. Bye.